cliffcentral.com. We've got to put this on hold because we've got more important things to talk about this morning. It is Markets Mondays with Markets.com. So let me remind you, whether you are a new trader who's looking for a safe place to start trading or you're an experienced trader who's looking for new spreads, multi-assets and high-tech, you will find Markets.com suits you perfectly. As you know, on this show, we don't talk about things that we don't try ourselves and Markets.com is something I have been trying a little bit lately, and you can try it too. What we want you to do, if you're a cliffcentral.com listener and you've never been on Markets.com before, follow the link on our website, and you can register with Markets.com. And when you sign up, send them an email, please. I know this sounds like the long way of doing things, but it's worth it. Because if you send them an email to support at Markets.com, you say, Cliff sent me or Cliff Central sent me or whatever, you will get a 30% bonus on your deposit. Now, that is some good value, an extra 30% bonus on your deposit. Just send an email to support at markets.com and make it clear that we sent you, and they'll be thrilled to hear from you. Plus, they'll give you 30% on your deposit. So get onto that immediately. So business is obviously better when it's done with a partner that you can trust, and that goes for Markets.com as well. You can join a global brand with a global network of partners and providing exceptional support, unique commercial deals, and unparalleled relationship experience is part of what Markets.com want to do. So here to tell us a little bit more this week, and so you know, that there are third parties who engage with Markets.com all the time, is someone called Dylan Bester, who's a co-founder and director at Sky Castle International Investments. They're a business partner of Markets.com, and Dylan has always enjoyed the fast-paced environment of global financial markets. He specializes in trading across multiple asset classes and has done so for the last 15 years. So, Dylan, it's nice to have you on. Thank you for joining us this uh, morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Awesome. And how are you guys doing? Yeah, good, and very good to see you. And so, Dylan, did I did I get that right? You've been working with uh, Markets.com for many years, and you've been dealing across multiple asset classes for 15 of those years. Tell us a little bit about your own market history. Look, I mean, that 15 years isn't just in the one, one asset class. I've gained sure. that over the whole few years. So it all started in Forex, and it's sort of gained a lot of traction into different aspects of the market. Um, to provide a holistic approach. So it's gone from Forex to equities, to bonds, to derivative instruments. Um, and that's where we, we sort of issue our products from. So it's all been a bit of a long road here, um, but finally here and happy to be with a partner that can provide us with a full multi-asset solution. Well, tell me out of all of those classes that you just described now, which ones are the scariest, which ones are the hairiest, and which ones are the ones that have uh, given you the most interesting stories over the past 15 years? <laughs> well, the interest, most interesting stories are certainly in the Forex environment. It's very sure. fast-paced. Um, and if you don't know what you're doing or you've got a fair idea what you think you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. it's always there. The market's always there to teach you lessons, always there to, to rein you in if you get too confident. So certainly Forex has been the most aggressive. Um, I would say bonds and sort of equities running a, a long only portfolio um, for the long term is, is probably the easiest to do um, as, it, as it takes a lot more time sitting back than actually being in front of your screen. All right. So let's take a look at markets.com as a partner. Tell us what the defining features are of markets.com and why you chose to work with them. 
Look, I mean, over the years, um, as our business has evolved, um, we've we've been a part of Markets.com. Um, the main features is is mostly their their technology um, and their leverage, their ability for us to to use their technology with them and to incorporate it with our tech. I mean, we're also a tech-based business in a sense where we develop our own internal systems and processes um, to, to manage and assist us in the market. Um, their technology allows us to do this quite seamlessly. Um, the leverage they allow for us as professionals, obviously, in the environment um, provides us with a bit of upside, additional upside we wouldn't achieve at other brokers or institutions. And, yeah. So tell me quickly, I mean, what what is the situation? Do you deal directly with the guys here in South Africa or on the international platform equally? Um, does it does it make a difference to you to know who you're dealing with? Because obviously if you have to make a call and, you you know, time is of the essence, it's, it's helpful to sometimes be able to pick up a phone, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and you realize that when you're in the industry for quite a while. So... So what we do is we, we've got a good relationship with the South African office. It's obviously their sister office of the main entities. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice to be a part of a company that's, that's regulated in the global environment. I mean, regulation and adhering to regulation is a major feature across the globe. And our business also wants to expand across the globe. And, and being a partner with someone that has all the licensing, has the regulation, and has dealt in those industries and global, really adds to our, our offering to our clients as well. I mean, the main, main thing is the client experience. You want your clients to, to have a good time utilizing the technology as well as being able to receive what they want when they want. Yeah, so what have you noticed in terms of the way that ordinary traders um, and, and people on the street, you know, before it used to be a very complicated thing that only a few people were able to do. These days, more and more, people want to take control of their own money into their own hands and make their own decisions about things, whether it's, you know, stocks and shares, whether it's Forex, whether it's gold, whether it's crypto, whatever the case may be. So obviously platforms like markets.com make it possible for people to, to be able to take control of that stuff themselves. How's that impacted your business as, as Sky Castle? Yes, I mean, we, we obviously deal with a certain type of client, um, hundreds with individuals, but in a sense where, and I think you're 100% correct, over the last few years, we've noticed the same trends where you're seeing individuals wanting to own their own decisions and make their decisions on where their money's going. Mm. Um, so with a platform like Markets, you have access to that and you have, they also provide additional, I mean, you'll get your news feeds and additional um, company metrics and that, which is good to evaluate. Um, but to, to the untrained eye and to someone that hasn't looked at a balance sheet before or done their own research before, mm. um, it, it could be quite a daunting task, especially for, I mean, I think it's the access to information that's that's literally driven this. Um, and we've more so over COVID, we've seen people wanting to trade more, make their own financial decisions. So our business effectively, we enable those retail clients, those clients that are looking to make decisions. What we've built and what we do for our managed clients is effectively a quantitative approach, pretty much mm. crunching the numbers and, and looking at where the probabilities lie, where the certainty lies, and, and where things can continue to happen over and over. So what we do is we, we utilize markets as a platform, but to deliver our signals and our ideas to our clients, we utilize their platform. They, they, they only, right. They're one of the only few brokers that can actually allow me as an institution that provides advice to my clients to, to get that message through to them, to say, look, we are buying Apple at these levels and we are buying Amazon at these levels. So that that's quite an important task. I mean, the market at the moment is all about timing. Mm. Given what's going on around the world, you'd want to know at a good 
at the time that everyone's buying, you want to be involved and sure. if you should be buying or not. And that's the type of advice we provide our clients, when to be involved, when not to be involved, um, and what to own. And they can go and implement that as and when they feel like it on the platform. So tell me, Dylan, I mean, when it comes to the information that you mentioned just a moment ago, what, what kind of information are you looking for from a partner like Markets? And what kind of stuff would, would we be looking for as, as ordinary traders? What kind of information is the most valuable stuff for you? Is it the graphs and the charts? Is it uh, the latest info from the stock market? I mean, like, what kind of information is really the, the, the difference between you making an amazing call and making you know, a, a whole lot more money off of a, a certain position than if you wait 15 minutes or you use someone else's information five minutes later? Very good question. Um, from, from my side, effectively, I mean, it does make, given the environment, when it does make a massive, massive difference as to when you actually take a position or want to go and invest into something. Mm-hmm. Because the market is so volatile at the moment, um, we move up and down in, the, in a day at the moment, three, four uh, percent. Yeah. And, and any untrained or, or retail investor is not going to know where to and how to, to manage that. So, so the first of all, you mean, as a retail client, you'd want to know that your risk management and, and the back end of that is, is quite secure. So markets provides it on platform where they don't allow you to take too much risk um, based on your obviously your account balance. So, that, so they make sure that the retail client actually stays in line um, with what they can actually afford to trade, and it's not too big. So what helps us make that decision, look, it's, it could be quite a long process, um, but generally what we do is I obviously rely not on myself. I have a team of, of quite a few investment professionals that we sit around and gather together on a daily basis mm-hmm. discussing uh, ideas that, that we get. So instead of us sitting in front of the charts all day trying to idea, see where the best idea comes from, we, we actually developed quite a system that provides us the reports every day. Mm. And I have a look at that in the morning, and I know the top five shares to trade on the day, both in South Africa and offshore. And with that information, I take it a step further to see how much risk I want to take onto that. What's the fundamental picture to that? Um, how are these companies positioned? Is there anything in the economy that's going to slow this company down or sl- slow the sector down? Mm. So there's quite a bit of all three that are done. So you do have to have a bit of technical analysis, knowing what's going on in the charts, how much risk you have. Then you want to look at the sort of overarching, where is this company position, the fundamental aspect, um, the balance sheet. I mean, as a, as a idea from a balance sheet perspective, you want to know that the company is making money consistently. They're growing. Right. Their margins are growing. Um, so those are the, that's the type of analysis I'll conduct and, and I'll go through. Um, and then, just to encompass it all, you obviously don't, if you've got, it's for simplicity's sake, you've got 100 rand, you don't want to go put your full 100 rand into one stock. Um, there could always be a news announcement or something that comes out sporadically that, that affects your price. Um, so rather in that instance, rather go into like five or 10 different shares, possibly in the same sector, and uh, depending on obviously what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll allow you then to create a bit of a diversification. And, and in that sense, so- I mean, Markets provides deep liquidity. So if I'm trading Apple or if I'm trading a small company like Rivian that Amazon own a part of, I can still get access to it without having to worry that there's going to be no buyers or sellers at some point. They're always providing liquidity, which is a very good thing for a retail trader. 
um, you would have seen obviously the Reddit crowd and, and the sort of retail invest yeah. and how they've pushed stocks <laughs> in the US. Sure. <laughs> and how they've, yeah. how they've messed with stocks in the US. I mean, this is a problem is that yeah. a lot of these amateurs have come in and because there are a lot of them, they can actually move the ticker up or down. And then people get very nervous. They're like, uh oh, this looks like it's, um, it's interference. It doesn't look like it's actual, you know, normal economics playing out in the background. This is like uh, people messing with things artificially. Yeah, and that, that certainly that comes down to, to liquidity and, and the retail traders actually wanting to have their say, which mm. is certainly correct. You know, at that point in time, I think you had 60% of the, the overall NASDAQ was, was just accumulation of retail traders. Right. So the vast majority of, of liquidity going into the markets was just retail traders. So they had the ability to do that. And they actually knew they had the ability. So they knew how far they could push it, which is, so, once again, access to information. Let me ask you about this because Brian's just sent us a message now. He said, I'm a full-time trader now for the last two and a half years. Stocks is just a way to fund, it, it just way too fundamentally based. It's too much to take in. I trade gold and pound and yen on a daily basis and I do pretty well. I mean, this is what people are starting to, to realize is that you can do this stuff. But I want to get to the question that I, I always make it a little bit unfair for, for Solomon from markets.com or anyone else that we speak to. What what are you watching at the moment? Because the economy is difficult to gauge, the world economy. It's very hard to figure out where you can make decent returns right now because there's massive inflation in the U.S. Um, people are looking for safe havens to put their money in. Interest rates are up and down and all over the place compared to where they have been before. But you really need to know your stuff. What would you say, again, this doesn't count as financial advice, but what would you say you're most interested in and what are you most curious about at the moment? Where do you think that there's going to be some room for growth? You're 100% correct on your gold plan. Um, at these current levels, I see gold trading this morning around 1670, 1660. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting interesting one, just based on, on a fundamental principle. Uh, we've obviously got skyrocketing inflation. Um, we, we thought this had slowed in the last quarter. It actually hasn't. Um, it still continues to grow in the U.S. I mean, we monitor the U.S. economy quite quite closely. So m- my views and my ideas is generally over the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. So so they're raising interest rates now at the moment to to basically fight inflation. Um, it's the only way they can do it. They've exhausted the rest of their tools in their monetary toolbox. Right. So they're going to raise rates until until basically inflation slows. And, and unfortunately, we've got supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got gas issues over in Europe. Mm-hmm. We've got Russia war with Ukraine. Um, so the main features we're focusing on is inflation, interest rates, the war in Russia. And then the third, the third factor now that's coming in is we're actually starting to see global GDP growth um, indicating to slow down. So the ideal world to be investing in stocks at the moment would be in a scenario where you've got growing GDP growth, you've got lower inflation and lower interest rates, which is where we've just come from. So everyone's basically had a a 10-year, let's call it 11-year ride up um, in the U.S. economy where they had that environment. Unfortunately, it's been turned on its head in the past six months and, and, well, past nine months. And this has all started basically from from liquidity. They, they issued a lot of liquidity and a lot of liquidity into the markets, and that created free money. And now we're seeing a conundrum where inflation's running away from us. We can't, they can't control it. Where do you invest? Gold's always been typically an inflation hedge. It hasn't been playing out that way, unfortunately. Um, we saw gold at a peak, uh, I think about 
nine months ago at the beginning of the year. It was right. trading at just above 2,000. And, and today, I'll tell you, it sits at 1660. So I would like to own, I like to own gold at this level um, just because it's, 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 I think it could still get back to 2,000. Obviously, not any financial advice. Um, but from a perspective of what's most interesting, we're seeing both the NASDAQ and the S&P continue to make lows. Um, from Friday, they, they traded lower. So from here, I still do like tech companies, tech stocks over in the U.S. I'm not going to go through which ones. Um, just on the basis that they generally tend to stay away from inflationary environments. They have got a large enough margins to, to actually absorb uh, the inflation that's been going on in the economy. Whereas your, your normal sort of cyclical companies like your Cokes and your PepsiCo's aren't able to get away from that. So I would stay away from certain stocks that are, are prone to inflation mm-hmm. and, and some and certainly stocks that aren't making money in this environment. That's effectively the worst place to be. Those have largely been priced in now. I mean, a lot of those stocks have, have lost 60 to 70 to 80% of their value over the last nine months, which is quite crazy. Um, but sure. the, the bottom line is invest in some good companies that have solid cash earnings, um, they have good economics and they've got good margins and they'll continue to be here for the next 20, 30 years. And they have already been here for the next 20, 30 years. Dylan Bester, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Dylan is uh, one of the co-founders and director of Sky Castle International Investments. They're a business partner of Markets.com. You can join up with Markets.com today and you can say uh, that we sent you and you get 30% bonus on your deposit. Just send an email to them um, at supportedmarkets.com and tell them that we sent you. Dylan, good to have you on. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. We will see you soon. Thank you. Cheers, man. No problem at all. That's Dylan, and that is markets.com, Market Mondays. They'll be back again next month. You can follow the link on cliffcentral.com for more. You can find out what to do with your money. Cliffcentral.com.